Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of the One Million by One Million podcast. This is Shramana Mitra. I'm here today with Utsav Somani from AngelList India. We're going to talk about the activities of AngelList India, which has launched relatively recently, although AngelList has been around for a long time. The India activities are relatively new, and we're going to learn about that from Utsav today. Utsav, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So tell us about the investing focus of AngelList in India. How, uh, how are you operating? How is it structured? And, and how is it different from the mothership? Great. So AngelList uh, was started off as a blog for giving uh, sort of free advice to entrepreneurs. Uh, it started in 2007 and then 2010 it morphed into AngelList. And it started off as, uh, as most startups do as an email list uh, by Naval Ravikant and Nivi. And uh, they started sharing interesting startups with a small group of angels who would sort of help these companies raise funds. And that evolved uh, as they lobbied with SEC to get uh, online fundraising approved through the Jobs Act, which uh, got famously passed in, I think, 2012, 2013 in US by SEC. So that allowed people, accredited investors, to participate in these private fundraisers in the US. So 2013 was when we started investing uh, online and syndicates was the product which AngelList sort of pioneered in the world. So what syndicates really do, I, I mean, before we sort of uh, uh, sort of explain anything about AngelList India, syndicates is where we sort of pioneered everything. AngelList is a very unique structure where uh, syndicates are very unique structure where people, uh, angels uh, can pool capital behind a single uh, lead. Uh, who has identified an opportunity and shared an allocation with his backers. And by sharing an allocation, he's able to earn a carry on that. And we pool capital in one single entity for the cap table of the startup. So any angel investing scenario has three pieces in the triangle. It's the entrepreneur, it's the backers, backers are the people who, are, who have the capital but do not have the access and lead, who have the access but probably want to uh, write larger checks in terms of capital. The syndicate solves for everyone by giving a single check to the entrepreneurs and not having them deal with multiple investors, backers who get access to the best deals, and leads who have good judgment and access to deals uh, earn a carry so they can act as a micro VC. The syndicate solved all of that. Uh, we are now in 2018. Uh, we've done roughly, I think, over 2,000 startups have been funded through the AngelList platform globally. We're live in US, UK, Canada. India is when uh, I joined AngelList India in 2016. We had to lobby with the SEC equivalent of India called SEBI. It's the securities boards uh, and the regulators for India. Uh, took us roughly one and a half years to get this going up and running. Uh, we launched in 2018, January uh, for India. It's the exact same model as uh, how I explained syndicates uh, are in US. So we've unlocked domestic liquidity for domestic startups. India is a very exciting geography uh, where people are, I mean, it's getting all the attention in the world. We're still, I think, one-tenth the size of the global venture market uh, compared, I mean, especially compared to US. But I think uh, we're growing really, really fast at a super accelerated pace with all the foreign capital. And Angelus India is really excited to be uh, sort of uh, helping this mission uh, grow and get quality uh, companies funded in India. Great. So um, now we're very familiar with the syndicates model in the U.S. How many syndicates have been set up in the Indian context in the last four months since launch? So, sure. So we have, I think, 20 syndicate leads. Out of that, five of them have done one deal or more on the platform. We've shared okay. cap tables. We've 
we've closed 10 transactions i'm happy to say this out loud uh, only mm-hmm. one has been announced though uh, the first one was a blockchain company which uh, we syndicated in january that's the first one we announced it's uh, it was round led by matrix uh, and a small syndicate went from angelist india uh, they have we've shared so over the tel- 10 deals we've shared cap tables with all the best funds like the best funds i mean uh, matrix uh, lightspeed uh, we've shared omidya we've shared shared with paytm which is a uh, big payments company unicorn in india we've done stuff with 500 stars. We've done a lot of good quality deals. And these are deals which you wouldn't see on any other platform or offline network. So how angel investing in India is structured is that we have these offline angel networks which are sort of working as uh, glorified investment banks. Uh, everyone's taking a 2% cut uh, out of the fundraise which they help. Uh, we're closely aligned to a venture model than to an angel network model. So that's where Angelus is truly trying to do something unique for the Indian ecosystem. It took us one and a half years to lobby with the regulators, but we're glad that, uh, I think the leads are also enjoying this. The tw- I mean, we'll, it's been three and a half months. I think we'll activate a lot more uh, new leads and a lot more newer folks uh, to sort of back these syndicate leads. So I'm going to double click down on a bunch of different points that you made in that uh, introduction. First and foremost, um, the model, uh, you you said the angel networks like Mumbai Angels and Indian Angel Networks work like glorified VC funds versus angel lists. So elaborate uh, and contrast what are the fee structures. I wouldn't want to get too, uh, this thing, uh, controversial, but what basically everyone is structured in a different way and they help sort of different set of people uh, sort of participate in deals. The offline angel networks are places where people like to meet companies, see them pitch in person, and sort of take a longer decision cycle. What we enable at AngelList syndicates is that people write lower check sizes, but we pool capital and uh, people make faster decisions. So it's a, I mean, every every size, I mean, every coin has two sides, and similar to the angel invest, investing scenario in India as well. Angel networks solve a different purpose. Uh, AngelList solve a different purpose. But what about the, the fee structure, structure though? But you did specifically mention the fee structure. Yeah, so I mean, our fee structure is closer to a, a, a sort of a venture model where we take a portion of the carry on exit. So we are closely aligned to the success of the company. We will not chase numbers. We will never uh, beat our uh, chest saying that, okay, we've done like sort of 100 million in raises or all of that. We'll always say that these are the companies we've helped. These are the cap tables. We've, uh, these are the co-investors we've shared cap tables with. And these are the uh, IRR numbers we're uh, expecting to deliver. So, so Angelus is acting more like a venture fund. You're, you're saying that the angel networks in India are working more like investment banks. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, now... We are actually registered as a, uh, a venture fund with the regulator. So what we do is we, uh, in terms of the regulators uh, or the regulatory view that we take, we're creating these deal-by-deal deal LPs. So instead of doing like a blind pool of capital, how traditional VCs work, we actually create LPs on a deal-by-deal deal basis. So LPs can actually choose what deal they participate in. So that's really the uniqueness of this uh, syndicate model. Right, right. So now how does that structurally get... Um get played out in India based on your regulatory infrastructure there. So is, is the deal that one of your syndicate leads are making, is that an angel list vehicle investment or is it an SPV, special purpose vehicle? So it's a parent entity which is reg- uh, registered with the SEBI uh, as a venture fund. It's called an angel fund. 
And that's the name or the category of the venture fund we registered with uh, at SEBI. And below that, whenever a syndicate lead signs up on a deal, uh, we create a sort of a sub SPV with below that parent uh, entity uh, on a deal by deal basis. And this is created on the fly. So there is substantial cost to us. We have to carry that cost. But that's uh, an internal on. entity. That's not a that's not a registered entity out, uh, that is relevant for the for SEBI. No. That is an internal no, entity. No, it is. It is no, no. It is. It is regulated with the SEBI. We have to file proper scheme documents with the SEBI. Yeah, we have to file proper scheme documents. Everything. We have to submit quarterly reports to the regulator as well. That who were the LPs in a particular see. deal. They have to. I mean, we're literally the most regulated angel investing uh, vehicle in the country. Yeah, it's a complex structure. So it's, it's a an orders of magnitude more complex structure than that any regular venture fund because you're doing it at two levels. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. And. Um, do you have a sense of what pool of capital um, have you amassed in Angelist India at this point? I wouldn't be comfortable disclosing that at the moment. Okay. All right. And what size checks are we talking about? You said you are co-investing with all the top VC funds in India. So, um, so like, I guess there are two questions in there. First and foremost, what is the check size from the angel list um, syndicate and what uh, what are the uh, details of working with these venture funds because you know the way we view angel money is it's a precursor to venture money but if you if your requirement is that a vc needs to be in the deal that changes the nature of the investment exactly so that's actually a very good point. So how angel networks are structured, even in India, I forgot to highlight that, is that people go to angel networks to build an entire round out. They probably want to pitch the entire seed round of 200K, 300K, 500K to the entire uh, network and raise that entire capital. So that's why the decision cycles are much longer. At Angelus, mm -hmm. we're a place where you have strong social signals in a deal. Uh, you see that there are uh, some brand name VCs who have a track record and have good judgment and uh, have sort of priced the round. Then at Angel, who's sort of like a hustler, or you can say that he's sort of more active in finding deals and hunting deals, he says, uh, gets an allocation of say 100K uh, out of like a million dollar round. And out of that 100K, he puts in 10K himself, 90K he shares with his backers. And once that syndicate is pooling into, uh, it gets pooled into one single check of 100K, the lead on an exit will earn a 15% carry on that 90K, which he's not even put himself. So people pay for access on AngelList. You get access to the best season, the lead gets paid for his uh, efforts. So we are clearly- And what is the benefit uh, for a VC to have these angels in the deal? Well, why would VCs want, I mean, as far as I can see that, they, you know, there's, it's a story of too much capital and too few good deals. So why would you, whatever deal you have access to, why are you going to let these angels come into these deals? Absolutely. So Naval Ravikant, our founder, he's famously said this uh, line, which sort of resonates with me always, that venture capital is a combination of three things, money, control, and advice. And at every level, all of this is going to get bundled. And even on a cap table, you probably have one VC who's, I mean, if it's an early stage deal, the VC will probably not spend too much time helping your company out. But if you have, say, 10 value-added backers on your cap table who are rooting for your company, they can help with hiring, they can help with marketing, or just even talking about your company at the right touch points, that adds so much more value than even one single venture capital check where they probably send one analyst just to like help your company out 
on a very rare occasion. So you really want these five, 10 value added backers, which you can choose. And instead of crowding your cap table, we pool them into one single entity. So you actually get one single check, but you actually have 10 brains behind your uh, success. And what direction does the deal flow? Is it, is it the VCs who are coming to AngelList or AngelList is going and chasing these deals from the VCs? We have, I mean, so how AngelList is structured, syndicate leads, we are literally the largest tech-enabled scout platform in the world. We have these two, I mean, globally, we have over 200, 250 leads who are finding uh, these allocations, right? So we just, we are more of a product company than a service company. So our product or the syndicate product and the platform uh, is largest, it's the largest startup platform. Uh, you can use the product to pool capital. And all of this is provided by AngelList. You go do the work of the actual work of finding deals, finding allocations. We've seen incoming deals from syndicate leads like smaller institutions. We've seen institutions, large institutions bringing their own set of backers, but just to clean up the cap table, they pool into one single entity. Then we've seen these operator angels these operator mm -hmm. angels are typically people who can't write large checks. Uh, they've not had large exits and stuff, but they're successfully running like mid-sized companies and do mm -hmm. not have that kind of liquidity. So all of, I mean, we've seen so many different personas. That's just amazing that uh, what mm -hmm. we're enabling is uh, truly uh, uh, fun. And which of uh, these day. personas, which of these personas is dominant in India? In India, so we've activated, I think, five or six leads. I think the operator angel is really the, uh, uh, most dominant category for us. And we like like them. I mean, they have good judgment. They have good access because uh, they're well looped into the entrepreneurial ecosystem. People come to them for advice. Uh, sometimes they can use, now they can use Angel of Syndicates to write a much larger single check. Okay. And, and um, it's a super private, yeah, please. Go ahead, please. So Angelus is super private. Syndicates are meant to be run as private clubs by the syndicate lead itself. So unless yeah. you're invited or accepted into that club, you will not see what he's uh, sharing with his backers. And even then he can control it to the minutest details that he wants a FinTech entrepreneur, FinTech backer from say Bangalore. So all of this is like so micromanageable that uh, it just makes the fundraising process very more, much more uh, controlled. Yeah, okay. And what, uh, in terms of sector, what are you seeing? Can you talk about the different sectors that are becoming more visible on AngelList India? We're seeing a good bunch of fintech companies, to be honest. Uh, I think a lot of people are attempting a whole bunch of new solutions in the fintech space. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not seeing anything in e-commerce. We've seen, we're actually uh, doing one really interesting consumer brand play, consumer brand play, which is like an offline uh, chain of uh, outlets. So mm -hmm. we're seeing, I mean, literally, we're open to doing all kinds of things as long as it's behind good capital. Uh, we really want somebody else to be that main guiding light uh, before we sort of lend our structure to that uh, entity or the cap table. I see, okay. So so the due diligence is happening at, at the venture capital level. It's the same model yeah. as uh, Silicon Valley Bank here um, that lends mm -hmm. to startups, mm -hmm. but only if there is a VC already in the deal. Yeah. So the due diligence the is outsourced to the VC, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so venture debt but that is not true big. about AngelList in uh, in the U.S. In, in in the U.S., you angels do deals directly, without that kind of uh, due diligence. You'll be surprised that mo most of our uh, angel deals are part of. Uh, they have some institutional capital always, and even in U.S., we have some sort of uh, our own access funds, which are sort of index funds, which people can use as more yes, passive vehicles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we have an investment committee which sort of gives 
early liquidity to any syndicate before we even take it out to the syndicate backers. So it, it's sort of more assured liquidity when coming to a, uh, bringing a deal to the table because rounds in US are way more fast paced uh, and competitive than they are in India at the moment. I yeah. expect that well, there to be are the about case, 700 micro VCs operating in the in the US ecosystem at the moment. So it's a very, very uh, liquid situation. And they're all looking for good deals. And it's, it's really a, a, a story of too few, too much money, too few good deals. Uh, so what about geography? Is it all just India deals, but anywhere in India? Or do you have pockets in India? You want to just do Bangalore deals? Or what is the uh, constraint? I don't think. I don't think geography has uh, ever been a concern for us, to be honest. Uh, as long as it's an Indian company and uh, uh, good social signals, we're happy to help the entrepreneur out. And we but, uh, but I would say, but, uh, let me caveat that though, uh, the VCs don't necessarily go too far outside of the, I would say, five major metros even. Yeah, so that's why we have uh, the largest set of advisors and syndicate leads uh, in all parts of the nation, right? Chennai, Pune. Bangalore, Delhi, Bombay, the obvious ones, of course, are covered. We have got uh, folks from smaller cities as well. But I think all of these companies anyways end up moving to the large metros because uh, tech talent is not a, not that distributed yet in India. You'll probably have to shift to Bangalore or Bombay or Delhi to uh, focus on building a large uh, outcome. Okay, great. Um, what else is interesting in your structure that is worth discussing that I have not discussed with you yet or asked you about? I think you've pretty much covered everything. I'm super excited. Of uh, There's some really good companies coming out of India. We've helped uh, some really fantastic entrepreneurs. And Can I think you talk about them? Do you, uh, do you have constraints about talking about uh, portfolio companies? Yes, I would. I mean, it's too early in the day for us to be disclosing some names. Uh, only the first one has been announced. It's an elementary labs. It's sort of a middle, middleware company uh, that's doing blockchain-based services uh, and now sort of doing a blockchain-based API for companies to quickly deploy uh, blockchain governance systems in their organization. It's not a, anything to do with crypto, but actually like the real blockchain underlying technology yeah. mm -hmm. behind mm -hmm. Yeah. So There's the a lot of blockchain platform. startups coming out right now. And what yeah. about, uh, you said you're seeing a lot of fintech in your deal flow. What is the regulatory environment in India? What are the signals that you're picking up from the regulatory uh, environment and the bodies in India? You'd be surprised. So fintech is actually one of those spaces which has uh, got the most attention. And it's also got government intervention, especially after things like demonetization and the government launching their own uh, uh, their own sort of uh, payment, uh, sort of public-private partnership called NPCI, the National Payment Corporation of India, which has launched UPI. So when WhatsApp launched uh, their own sort of peer-to-peer -peer payment system, the first one in the country for WhatsApp, first one in the world for WhatsApp, it really created some buzz. I mean, payment is a super hot market in India. And uh, I mean, numbers are not that favorable when you come to credit card companies, I think out of a population of one point some billion, there are only, I think 20 million uh, or 15 or 20 million unique credit cards. So we're really, I think, gonna skip the credit card generation and go to a space where people are transacting more in a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, fashion. And Paytm and some of the other large companies are uh, demonstrative of that. Yeah. But in the besides payment in the early stage um, fintech startups, what other 
uh, what other types of applications are you seeing? What are the other types of use cases are people going for? I know lending is one of them. People are trying to get into lend lending. Lending is one of them. We've done, uh, I mean, lending brings uh, the other side of the problem. So we're trying to do one company. We've done one company which is trying to solve the other side of the equation where collections is a big problem because mm -hmm. credit scoring is uh, definitely leading to lending and then letting, lending leads to some bad assets and how do you start collecting them? So we've done one company which is doing that. We've done a new banking system, which uh, I mean, uh, it's actually funded by one of the largest banks in the country. Uh, they're trying to help entrepreneurs and small medium businesses. So 95% of the businesses in India are SMEs. Uh, and yeah. they are trying to solve problems for that in terms of reconciliation, in terms of so GST, the goods and service taxes, which try to create a unified yeah. tax system in the country, created a lot of problems for a lot of uh, working capital problems for a lot of these SMEs. So we've seen some solutions come out for that. Clear Tax is uh, doing really well. It was a Y Combinator funded company. Uh, they were trying to, uh, they are trying to be the TurboTax of India and, and even more. So mm -hmm. you see good, I mean, I think the first wave of companies was definitely uh, trying to copy what happened in US. Then the next phase of companies was trying to do, I think the current and the present phase of fintech companies are trying to create really like unique uh, Indian problems, uh, solve for Indian uh, unique problems. Yeah, you know, I first started covering um, hmm. startups in India back in 2005. And at the time there was mm -hmm. hardly product startups. So mm -hmm. we kind of, Mm -hmm. took it upon ourselves mm -hmm. to really promote product startups and that started happening mm -hmm. around the end of the decade and beginning of this decade. So that's where mm -hmm. the fresh desks and all that came from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then now, uh, but it was a lot of concept arbitrage. In the beginning, it was a lot of con concept arbitrage. And now it's, there are more original ideas, more unique unique to India ideas. And I think the the, the opportunity I was actually encouraged to say that you were you're seeing a consumer brand company in your deal flow because I think there is a real opportunity for building consumer brands using all the different things that have happened. Not just consumer brands, India facing consumer brands, but there are also opportunities for doing global facing consumer brands. True. So I think one of the largest global B2C companies to come out of India is Zomato. Uh, that's a nice service product company. But offline consumer brands, uh, India is a very aspirational market. People like to spend to show off. So, I mean, not show off, but at least like signal to the society that they're trying to be wealthy or they have attained some level of wealth. Uh, I mean, of course, you have to have, I mean, that's probably because of the division and the disparity in the income levels in the country. So there is this level of aspiration, uh, aspirational spending, which a lot of brands are trying to go for. And that's a really interesting um, sort of CPG segment to go after, I feel. Yeah, but it's true about all uh, societies, right, that are, especially societies that are coming of age, there is this desire to show off, as you call it. And, and I think it is a true. desire to show off. <laughs> you may want to sugarcoat it, but the truth is it is a desire to show off. But I mean, I'll, I'll sort of the caveat that thing by saying that something like Warby Parker, that's more, more desire for quality, uh, I would say. That is a desire for like quality, that's different. Yes, that's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the but yeah, I mean, Chinese market is full of desire to show off types of things, right? <laughs> yeah, so we're... The luxury uh, brands Asian do very stuff. well in China because of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've covered quite a bit of ground, and uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how you're uh, moving with uh, AngelList. And uh, let's keep in touch. 
audience Absolutely. thank you for uh, listening today um be sure to check out 1mby1m.com the free public roundtable so any of you if you need to work on your project come on to the free public roundtables and we will work with you these are working sessions and some of you are probably already using them so see you at either those or at or at the next podcast session thank you for coming today thank you guys